Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. I got a special one for you today with our awesome guest, Amanda LaFatelle. She is a working Latina kinkster. She resides in the Bronx and has been living within this lifestyle in New York City for the past 10 plus years. She is currently transitioning toward becoming a BDSM lifestyle life coach. Her mission is to help others accept themselves, introduce them to their personal wants and desires within a healthy environment. She's also embarking on a BDSM world tour, whereby she visits major cities and countries to learn about their various levels of sexual expression across the world and to spread this knowledge of the health and acceptance of BDSM practices. The final result of this tour will be a documentary to help purge society from suppression of sexual expression within the BDSM realm. I'm all about it. I totally support what she's doing. She's an awesome chick, which you're going to hear in this show today. Please go to her website and check out all the awesome stuff she's got on there while you're listening. It's amandalafatel.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-L-A-F-A-T-A-L-E. Welcome, Mistress Amanda. Hi. How are you, Michelle? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm great. I'm awesome here in this warm weather in New York. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it hot? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, I want the audience to learn about you. Awesome. How did you get started in the kink lifestyle? Tell us about your journey. Well, my journey was, it started since I was very young. You know, I, um, I, I noticed that I liked other things that, you know, no, it wasn't in the norm per se, you know, like, okay, in the paradigm of like, okay, this is normal, this is the way that you should do now. I didn't, I didn't like that. I, it didn't, uh, it didn't satisfy me. It didn't connect me with humanity. It was just like all an act when it came to the vanilla lifestyle, right? So, so will you define the vanilla lifestyle for, for those folks out there who don't know what that is? Well, vanilla is basically just no kink, nothing that... No that whips, is, no uh, chains. Yeah, no whips, <laughs> no chains, no like... No know, handcuffs. Nothing, <laughs> yeah, no blindfolds. Yeah. Nothing fun. It's yeah, vanilla. It's boring. <laughs> All right. So you were you were over that already. And so this was happening when you first started being sexually active, like, you know, I don't know, when you were oh, a teenager. No. I mean, it started even before I knew what it before I knew what it was in language. You know, it's just something that I, I believe I I uh I had within me and and I didn't know in language what it was called or hmm. if it was a, a community out there. I just knew that I like smacking people, <laughs> you know, and that kind of like excited me. Like it was fun and it wasn't even something that was like that sexual at that, at that moment, at yeah. that point. It was just something that I loved to do and it connected me to the now, to the moment with the other person and it connected me with myself. It, it allowed me to open up to different things and feel free, not just, oh, okay, this 
is what you have to do. No, no, no. There was no, there was no limits, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that you just said no limits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so then how did you end up becoming a working professional in the community? How did you even find out that there was a community? Well, I was working in Starbucks and um, I saw somebody just walk in. And and she had phones, and she had a, a an assistant, and she was like, "Hey, you know," and we started talking because in Starbucks I started, you know, you have to be very friendly. Not that you have to, but you know, I was I'm a very personable person, and I like conversating with people and listening to their stories and everything. So here I am, you know, making my latte for her, and and she asked me, she's like, "Hey, you know, want to try something new?" And I and I'm like, "Sure." Next thing you know, I went to this apartment, and it was like, "Ah." Oh, this was heaven for me. I saw whips and I saw so many fun things. And I was like, this is it. Honey. That's wild. You were basically recruited. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was kind of like it was uh, a very life changing experience. One of those moments that you have to say, thank God I made the choice and I stepped it up and I wasn't afraid, you know. And that's uh, that's one of the, the life changing moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into the details of, of how kink works and all of that, how did you figure out that you wanted to become a female dom? Because to my understanding, it female doms are rare. Mm. Well, I honestly, to be honest, now, after all these years of I have of experience and meeting so many people, so many wonderful women and men and so many human beings out there and seeing and listening to them and connecting with them on another level. Uh, I do believe that in every female, there's a dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that we are born with this force within us that it's just so strong that when we want something, forget about it, honey. We go for it and we get it and we do the impossible to make the impossible possible so Mm. when it comes to me personally it it was always in there it was uh i was always a woman that didn't let life you know regardless of whatever happened to living in the bronx and new york and coming from not a so wealthy family but being so loved by everyone so loved from my family very accepted by them Uh, and that gave me that comfort that you know what let me just it has to something's there so let me just go for it and every woman has it yeah Mm -hmm. every woman is strong every woman is a dom you know i I love that i love it i'm definitely (laughs) oh yeah you are right you go for it girl yeah (laughs) yeah you know, I love that you said that you grew up in a really beautiful family with a lot of love around you, because I think that there are a lot of myths about this BDSM, the kink lifestyle, that people who are into it or are drawn to it come from abused childhoods or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. My family is I think it's the opposite. The more love you have, the more kinks, the more open you are to not only kink, but to anything in life. You know, you 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 love yourself so much because you were, you were born and raised with so much love and affection and so much acceptance that it's uh, that as you grow older, you create uh, the possibilities of endless you know uh, satisfaction, success of whatever you think that it is, uh, allowing you to ex- express yourself better, mm-hmm. allowing you to explore with within your 
yourself and the person next to you, your significant others, your family, your friends at work, co-workers, peers in school. It just gives you this piece of clarity uh, that it, it, it all stems from your childhood from you know but it, it's in a loving way because bdsm is not it's not just whips and chains and and break my bones no it's it's more intimate than that it's more it's more loving it's more sharing with the other human being that's for me so tell us more about that because i think in maybe some listeners minds they're thinking kink really is this roughness like people being blindfolded gagged hit kicked um and so how does that translate to being loving tell us more about that well listen i i love what i do i mean it's my lifestyle and i don't do it to cause pain if anything I cause it, I do it to relieve you of your pain, or to relieve you of your stress, to mm. wake you up. So, you know, I do it to be in the moment. A person that, you know, that goes to work nine to five or doesn't sleep because he has to work or she has to work, you know, has a lot of stress in their mind. And that wears you down, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you need some kind, you need some kind of release. You need mm -hmm. some kind of of just let go and surrender. It's not about pain. It's about connecting with the other person that you're with and at the moment of, of play and just letting go and, and be connected and be connected to earth, be connected to hmm. the sky, be connected to the universe, to this other person. And stay in that moment. Yes. That, yes. This I, Actually, I there's a, a reporter that talked about about how um, how BDSM can be almost as well, just almost the same as as meditation, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, like yoga, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's because amazing. it's it's you're so focused on what you're doing, and you're not thinking about anything else outside of that experience mm -hmm. at that time, right? Exactly. You leave everything at the door. That's interesting. I like this. Equating BDSM with like meditation in terms of its benefits. I love that. That's such a positive way of looking at it. And I want to ask you, like, why do you think society in general has suppressed this whole idea of BDSM in such a big way? Why are there so many damaging messages out there? Well, especially in the United States, because if you go to Europe, I believe, I don't know, I haven't been that deep into Europe. That's one of the things that I want to do in mm -hmm. the future, in the near future, part just of to your see tour. the difference. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, uh, in America, in, in a lot of places in, in the world, they're just stuck in this old paradigm of success, of what uh, you were born with and raised. They don't un People don't understand that you, they need to wake up and make a difference today. Today is different than... Uh, hundred years before and guess what those rules and those limitations and that society has still today that that was old that was mm. that was somebody from the past that did it we yeah. don't need to live up to that their expectations up until now right now we need to make a difference right now we need to we need to say hey listen times have changed and we got to change with time mm -hmm. yeah so it doesn't have to be as conservative as it was back in the early 1900s <laughs> you know no, it doesn't and honestly i think the 
back way back in the days, you know, when the Roman Empire and all that, they were actually very, very kinky and more openly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I believe I honestly my dream is that a person can go on a first date, let's say, and be like, hey, I'm a kinkster, <laughs> you know, and be yeah. proud and not having this shame about it. Of course, you're not going to go and tell you uh, anyone, oh, this is what I like in bed. But whoever you feel comfortable with. I want more comfortableness, more yeah. sharing in the world. It shouldn't be a know? big deal that you're no, into kink. It shouldn't because we're all, by nature, we're all sexual beings. So why do you think so many people are afraid? Like, do do you think that they're scared that, you know, since there's such a lack of education when it comes to this lifestyle, that they might lose their job or they might lose their family or whatever? Well, the people are, okay, I see life as a basketball court, right? Okay. And there's people that actually go out there and play and take the ball and play with other people without, you know, basketball. Over there. Mm-hmm. Instead of just sitting on the court, you know, there's people that, come on, let's, let's, let's go for it. But when it comes to BDSM, there's a lot of people that like to play, but they just going to be on the sidelines, you know, and because they're so afraid of how other people are going to look at them, which it doesn't really matter because then in all reality, what you're doing is something beautiful and powerful with another human being. Mm-hmm. I you like know? this idea of the expression of being willing to play, of uh, letting go of the idea that it's something to be feared or that it's something weird or that other people are going to judge you for it. And and that leads me to, to diving into more of the myths that people carry about BDSM. Do you want to share some of those and the things that you help people overcome when it comes to that? Yeah, a lot of people, well, a lot of people come to me and say, females and males, uh, they say, hey, is this, this is weird. I mean, you're going to probably think I'm crazy. Oh, I hate that. I hate when they say that because you're not crazy. Right. <laughs> so if the you're myth- telling yourself that you're crazy, I'm, then you're calling me, I'm very crazy. Right. I'm into the lifestyle. Right. You know? <laughs> so that's a myth that people think that if you do this, that you're nuts. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not, if anything, you're way more smarter than than other people. <laughs> they, they don't do it because you have connected with yourself within and you actually took the, the, the chance to fulfill that fantasy or that urge or that need that you have because you know that it's not in the norm mm-hmm. society makes it feel like oh whatever you know whatever I say is good it's good but whatever right. you you know what I mean right. Right. Uh, And actually, when you and I uh, spoke offline, you mentioned like people who are into kink are actually much healthier people. Mm -hmm. So, so tell us why. Because it creates a balance. Everything in life is a balance, you know, and when you have a balance of expressing yourself through kink and BDSM or even, listen, let me tell you something, even if it's painting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever you're into, you need to have something that that it's 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 a release. It's a, a moment of joy, and it's a moment of whatever it is. Uh, it, it balances you out. So when it comes to kink, honey, this is everything. It's like meditation. <laughs> when you finish a session, you're ready to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> and also, too, I'm thinking, you know, I mean, we'll get into the details of it, but the communication has to be there too, because you have to be able to say yes or no as to what you want or don't want, right? Of 
course. Well, yeah, everything, is, it, any kind, this is why sharing is important, people. Sharing with the other person. Talk to the other person. Don't just stay stuck in the phone texting and emailing. Come on, connect. Connect with the other human being. Go and ask your neighbor, do you need a, a glass of water? You know what I mean? So when it comes to, to BDSM, you have to have this trust. You have to have this connection. Mm -hmm. You have to share. You yes. have to conversate. See the body language. See, yeah, it's a very intimate uh, connection yeah. with energy, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's something that I think is so hard for vanilla people to do is to trust their partner, to connect with their partner. And, and you know, I've had guys that I've hooked up with that I'm just, or even been in a relationship with that they can't even make eye contact with me. Yeah. You know, and it's so it's like, to me, it's much more appealing to have this like, totally intimate where you're doing something that is kinky, but that you have that trust. You've already talked about what your boundaries are. There's like much more. It's actually a deeper connection in some ways, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a, def uh, a deeper connection because you're, you're taking away, you're putting away pushing away, you're destroying what it might in the future or in that moment be a wall. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you're destroying that wall and you're allowing yourself with the other person to create wonderful memories, experiences together. Because at the end of the day, nobody wants to do this alone. Nobody wants to be alone in life mm -hmm. and nobody wants to do this to look bad. And when you do this and you destroy this wall that we already, because of our upbringing or community that we're in or our religion or, you know, family telling you this is wrong, this is wrong. Right. You know, you're destroying that. So you're you're allowing yourself to fully express yourself and communicate with the other human being. And that is amazing. That creates a bond mm -hmm. that no one can stand by mm -hmm. or destroy, you know? I love that. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. So let's it get is. into the basics. Let's tell our listeners how they can even get started. They know nothing. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to talk to. What's your advice? Google it. There's so many people out there just like you. Like, you're not alone. Like, and you don't have to be ashamed of it. Just go on the websites, Google it, whatever it is, fee fetish, uh, robot bondage, or you like to be tickled, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is, there's someone out there that likes to just step up to the plate and... Figure out what it is that you like that that turns you into this person of like, ah, I can fully feel good about mm -hmm. what I like and Google it and just, you know, Google's my best friend. Okay, so start <laughs> with the internet. So just do some research, look into yeah. what you're most interested in. Then what? Let's say you want to start getting into the community and finding a partner. Where does someone start? Well, they can go to FetLife, you know, it's almost like a Facebook, but mm -hmm. for kinksters. Okay. And there's a lot of new apps now and nowadays that you can get. And it's like uh, like Match.com, you know, and they oh, okay. go, yeah, there's a lot of doms and a lot of mistresses and uh, uh, submissives. And there's always a way, you know, there, now everything is like Twitter, Instagram, you know, YouTube. Mm -hmm. How do you meet up with somebody for the first time? Well, it depends. Everybody, every mistress, every dominatrix is different. Some of them have their own place. Some of them go to a dungeon. Some of them go to the place that they're they're being called. Everybody's different, you know. But first thing is first. You got to contact the mistress. If you like a mistress, you got to contact her. Either it's through email or text or however she prefers. And then get to know her talk to her because you know 
we're human beings and we need to to communicate and and see each other eye to eye before stepping into that realm of complete BDSM submission. Right, obviously. Mm-hmm. So this is where the communication takes place. Exactly. And so yeah. so how does negotiation work? Well, every like I said, every mistress is different. Everybody is different. To be honest with you, if I was a millionaire, honey, I would be paying guys to come in and girls to come and play with me. <laughs> like, you know, like I would just, yeah, I hit the lotto. Yeah, let's go have a kinky party. <laughs> so everybody's different. Everybody has different ranges, some, you know, places, everybody, every woman to their own. They're their own masters of the universe, okay. you know, they can eat whatever they want. So yeah. you sound like you're, you're pretty liberal in terms of the way that you bring in partners and such. You just, do, what specific kinds of questions do you ask them so that you know what they're into and how far they're willing to go? Uh, well, when, you know, what's the kinkiest you've done, like think that you, if they are vanilla, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. because they might do something and they feel, Ooh, that was kinky. You know, yeah. I didn't know that was kinky. So I right. asked them, Hey, what kind of experience did you have in the past? What do you think that okay. was kinky? You know, okay. let me know. Yeah, because then you can know at what range of the vanilla scale they're on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And how to start, you know? Okay, yeah. it's time yeah. to just bring the blindfolds right now. <laughs> okay, so let's say they've done nothing. Like, I think the kinkiest they've gotten is that, like, somebody slapped their ass. Mm-hmm. So then how would you handle getting together with them? And how would they know what to expect? Well, first of all, I, you know, I tell them, do you... Do you trust me? You know, do you consent? Uh, I also ask them, like, uh, their health. If they had surgeries, do they suffer from the heart? And Because that's very important, too. Okay. You know, so, and after that, you know, possibilities are endless. Once we get that out of the way and we communicate and they feel comfortable with me, they're completely relaxed. I am relaxed because I also have to feel their energy. Then possibilities between you and that person, me and that person, is amazing like it's it's possibilities are endless so what are some examples of etiquette so because I'm thinking in my head there's like this new guy he has no idea what's going on but he comes in and he acts a little too dominant and you're the dom Mm -hmm. so then how how does he get put back in his submissive place I mean what's the etiquette well I had to talk to them and let them know listen from when you walk through that door honey I am the boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't like it, turn around. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack. And don't right. you come back until you know who's the owner. <laughs> <laughs> and are they allowed to talk? I mean, what, what goes on? It depends. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes I just gag them. <laughs> They're not allowed to talk. You know? how, long does it, how long does it last? Oh, very. I, there's no limit to time. Okay. That's another thing. I don't believe in really in time. So you don't just, decide on that? That's not part of the negotiation? Well, it it is part of the because it's it's our time, you know. If they have things to do, or I have things to okay. do. Okay, you know? so you could yeah. be like the the person can tell you whether it's mm-hmm. a man or a woman. They can say to you, "I've got one hour to play." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever time they have, like, hey, whatever window that you have during the day, it's there. It's an opportunity to do and to create endless possibilities of freedom of expression when it comes to the BDSM and our mm-hmm. play and our time. Do you tell them before you do something to them what you're about to do? Sometimes. It's good because you can scare them. <laughs> <laughs> you just like a tease. Hey, you know what I'm going to do with this toy right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 
why you can't see you're blindfolded <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing yeah tell me some of the challenges from your perspective as the dom what are the things that are no-nos or that things that annoy you that happen often Oh, like I said before, when they say, oh, you, I'm going to tell you the story that happened to me or what I tried in the past, but you're going to think I'm crazy. That annoys me. Okay. Okay. You know, because no, you're not crazy and stop it. Yeah. You know, this is, you came here to, to make, because I am here to make you feel like you're, you are in the right track of mm-hmm. life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. don't tell me that you're crazy because then you're going to tell me that I'm crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> so that's one of the things that annoys me. And then I tell them, you know, there's nothing here in this room that's going to happen or wherever it is that we are, that is, is it's uh, crazy or weird. There's nothing weird. Have you ever been disrespected? Uh, no, thank God. That's good. Yeah, so- yeah. Unless it's like role play. And then I'll be like the teacher, like the school teacher. Hey, no, let me, you know, spank you over the knee. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. But thank God. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay, good. So you mentioned that it's important that you ask if they have any medical conditions or if they've had any surgeries and all of that so that you know where you can hit and so on. And so let's talk safety. What should people be aware of that, especially if they don't know what they're doing, right? So should they be asking questions like, how much training have you had in doing rope play or something like that so that they know if they're with somebody they can truly trust? Well, usually when you go and see a, a mistress, they usually have their own website nowadays, you mm-hmm. know, and they yeah. have reviews. So you do your research on the mistress. It's almost like you're going to get an apply for a job. Okay. You know, like, so when, so when you go out and apply for a job, you want to know the history of the company. So when you go for the interview, you know exactly what to say when you're being interviewed. So when you're with a mistress, you want to let her know, hey, I know about you. You know, I've been following you on Twitter. I've been seeing your tweets, you know. Okay. And I know that you know how to role play. I know how to you that you know how to do this and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there anything to be scared of? Like, uh, it's my understanding that, like, through FetLife, there are some people who may not be following, like, good protocols when it comes to etiquette and safety and are just kind of like somebody you shouldn't trust, in other words. And it could become dangerous. Well, in, in, in every every aspect of your life, you have to be careful with who you interact with, you know? Agreed, agreed. You know, but it how doesn't can you have filter to be through just that? A, not just in BDSM, like in, in, in everything in life, you have to really get to know the person and communicate and, and see. And, and you know how we women get this hunch and this gut yes. feeling? Yes. Follow it. Yeah. Follow and men it. get it too. Yeah. They just need to they just need to like dial into it a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so use your gut. Get to know the person very as well do as your research. Right. Yeah. Do your research. Follow them online, all of that kind of stuff. So what how do you set the boundaries? Like how do you know if they're if they've had enough pain or enough tickling? Well, everything is energy based, right? That's why I said it's almost like uh, back, uh, it's almost like meditation, right? Because you connect with the other person's energy, so you see the body language. You you pay attention to body language. You pay attention to uh, sounds. You pay attention to their strengths and how they are, you know, reacting to whatever it is that you can be doing. It could be tickling or spanking or paddling, whatever it is. You have to know when um, they've hit their limits. Yeah. yeah. Well. 
either that or they can actually communicate with you because they feel listen I'm, I'm gonna tell you they can tell you you know it's it's all about how you how the role play is at the mm -hmm. moment and do you set up um like red light have, green I light really have, i don't really have a um a safe word okay because i believe that I, I will feel it i will see it in your eyes i will feel it in your in your body like i like i will see if you if you the way you move like okay if you jump too high wait something's going on okay you know what I mean? okay <laughs> and you'll do check-ins so you'll be like you okay that yeah, kind of thing you need water because you know they have to keep hydrated they have to it's a it's another level of you know it's it's there's it's a responsibility attached to it oh yeah tell me about it very very okay. res you're responsible for that that person's life and and wealth and and when they get out of there you want them to be strong and, and yes feel good for the world you know what i mean yeah. yeah all right so let's dive into the types of play i looked at your website and there's a whole bunch listed like bondage caging chastity caning flogging electrical play gagging Ooh, kicking i love that one <laughs> tie and tease so yeah so what are your favorites girl let me tell you honey <laughs> honey i went so Canada, Montreal, I was, and I went into this, uh, it was a dungeon, and I went upstairs, and they were, like, doing role play, and then they did the, the wand, they were doing a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. but for some reason, I went, and I saw this wand, this electro wand, and I fell in love with it. Uh-oh. <laughs> I fell in love with it, and I actually came back to the States, and I was like, I'm getting one of those. <laughs> You feel it because you know that we're made of water, so it's like you feel it again, and it's like a very nice sensation, mm -hmm. very very good sensation. Yeah, I actually had it done on my shoulder just to see how it felt. Oh, it was delicious! It was amazing. So this the is way interesting. So you start in a place that's not that threatening, and then you can kind of go from there, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Everything is level. <laughs> level. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's, that's good to know. know. So if somebody's like weary about trying something new or trying something at all, then, you know, they can be assured that it's going to come in levels. It's not going to yeah. just be like full on, full tilt no, right off the bat. Mean. Yeah, no, no, okay. no. I take it easy. I gotta, I gotta, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, let me see. How can I compare it to? Like if you're gonna, damn, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Like there's levels to it. Like you have to start slow, and then gradually you increase whatever it is that you're doing. Okay, you, know? you can just go and pop. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay, that makes total sense. So what about for a total newcomer? Very vanilla. Never tried anything. What are the best forms of play to start with? Like the easy ones, the beginner ones. Uh, bondage is always good. And okay. if they are claustrophobic, then don't get in cages and stuff like that, you know, because then you're going to feel kind of way. Okay. Um, if, yeah, you have to make sure that you're not claustrophobic because then I can put you in a body bag or I can just put you, like, put some, uh, what's it called, uh, blindfolds, and then you're not going to be able to see, and then you're going to get scared, and you're right. going to get panicked, you right. know? Right, right. So yeah, I, I went through an MRI machine once, for, and I was not happy. I was not a happy camper, so I'm pretty sure I would not be good with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of people that are like that, you know. Yeah, they don't. They're not. They don't feel good in in closed type places. Right, right. So for a newcomer, they will tell you right away, "I don't like to be tied," or "Please don't do this, mistress." And I'm like, okay, I understand, you know. Okay. 
because you have to be understanding. You don't want it to be a bad experience. You right. want it for you also, for yourself as a dominant. You want it you to be freeing. It. You want that release. You want that sense of power when you leave. So, so. right. So you, so you don't have to be afraid because you can say no to certain things that you don't want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then, you know what? It all depends on the moment and the person, the person that you're playing with. Mm-hmm. Because there's some things that you might think that are, that are out of this world crazy, right? Supposedly, because your thinking is like, oh, everything is crazy. Well, BDSM. Yeah. But then in the moment and with the person that you are, if she or he makes you feel very comfortable, very relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you're in tune with each other, that's when possibilities are endless. Right. That's when the when all the stuff that you thought that was crazy are are being able to be tried and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dibbled. You know, what's another good one that's for a beginner? Like flogging, maybe. Flogging is always you know flogging is always good for the for the body. It, it starts you know starts easy and slow, and then you gradually go up and higher. And for and those who pain. don't know what flogging is, do you want to share that? Yeah, it's a it's like this stick with a lot of different. It could be leather, you know, leather uh, straps attached to it, and you can, you know, you hold it, and it's basically you feel like it, it's part of your body. <laughs> you so know? it's a whip. It's like so a, it's like it's a whip. Yeah, but it yeah. can be done softly though too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. I've seen people, you know, doing flogging. Like there's a there's a club in L.A. where they have an upstairs where you can just watch. You don't have to actually take part. Um, and like I've seen it done very softly, where it's almost yeah. like a tease. Yeah, it's like a tease. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's different. Like I said, there's different things that you can do. That it's not about just pain. It's right. not. And this right. is one of them. You know, everything can be done done slowly and moderate. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad you said that because I do think people have the idea that it's always like, like over the top, like nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's, let's transition. I looked on your website, and on there says that you specialize in feminization BDSM. What is that? Oh, that's when somebody, let's say a man, right, a male, comes and he likes to wear, you know, women's clothing, okay. which is very common. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very common and it's very normal. And there's, like I said, there's nothing that's crazy or, not, or weird. Right. So they, in, in the fem, everybody's different though. So I usually customize it to each person. You know, some people like the whole uh, makeup done or just wigs or just panties or just stockings or just the shoes, you know, or they want to do the whole nine yards of transformation from mm-hmm. a male to a female mm-hmm. and feel what it is to be a female. Okay. So that's the Feminization Academy. Everybody, everything is different. Everybody, you know, I have to literally talk to them and and understand what their needs are. So this is where the fetish life coaching comes in, I, I imagine. Yes, yes, a lot, because there's a lot of uh, listening involved in that, you know, because so, it's... Well, yeah, because yeah. I mean, I could imagine that there's discomfort involved in like, you're expected to act like a guy, a man, mm-hmm. whatever the mm-hmm. definition of that is. And then you have to start to become more comfortable with your feminine side. Exactly, exactly. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of listening. It's a lot of understanding. Mm-hmm. And you're like the um, mistress psychotherapist BDSM kinkster. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I saw something else on your website. It said sissy training. What's what's that? Oh yeah, sissy training is the same thing almost. Yeah, okay. it's, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sissy is is okay. a male turned into a female. Okay. Sissy. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. how do you use hypnotism? That's also on your website. Yes. Well, I believe that hypnotism is is uh, is very alluring. It's very sensual. It's very like boring to your the other person's soul, you know. And uh, it's it's a spiritual level of release, and just tell them to relax and and trust you. Okay. And the words and the tone of voice changes, and huh. yeah. And so, while they're in that relaxed state, that's when you begin form different forms of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. depending on what they want. Okay. So that's cool. So this is part of your process. This is something special that you do. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm learning more about it as we speak. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah, I, I that's another thing. You see, when B, with BDSM, you would never stop learning. Yeah, it's almost like a, like a doctor. There's always going to be new medicine, so you have to go to school and find you know or yeah. research to to learn more about so you can help your patients. Right, so, right. Some so you're going to have your specialties. Play. You're going to like specialize in certain forms of play that you're very well versed in, and then there's going to be things that you still, you know, are newer with that you're willing to learn about too, so that they then you can add those to your toolbox. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as we share these moments and experiences with other people, that's when you become more aware, you become more knowledgeable, you learn new things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what makes you feel whole as a human being, you yeah. know, because we, that's, what, that's why we're alive. That's why we have this life, not to live in the old paradigm of what people say that is looks good and should be. Or how it should be. A, yes. Yeah, you should. You can, you can have have a mansion you could have all the million dollars all the money in the world you can have the latest car you can have the very you know beautiful wife or husband but still feel so constricted in life so so missing something so So speaking of which Mm -hmm. uh couples out there listening what is your advice if there's one partner who's really interested in exploring more kinky forms of sex or intimacy and the other partner's not how should how should this topic be broached how should they get the conversation started have a few drinks and just talk about it (laughs) (laughs) have a few drinks have a few drinks honey come on let's get those balls going grab the grab the the basketball balls (laughs) oh or grab the balls like for real like grab his balls <laughs> well you could do that too you know <laughs> you know what i mean but hey let's your ball let's do this but there's gotta but be yeah. a way to like make your partner feel more comfortable about it like if they come from a super conservative background and their environment growing up was that sex was taboo that it's a bad thing that it's dirty and the other partner grew up in a really loving open environment that was full of expression and so they just see things totally differently like do you think that that relationship's doomed or do you think there's a chance for them to try like i don't know softer forms of play i believe that the the everything is possible everything is possible nothing is out of reach nothing is out of uh your control you you can make anything you really want in life possible so if you have a significant other or partner uh and you want to share this moment with with the partner and you you're kind of afraid of sharing it just go for it because sharing it and, and conversating and and being honest is the number 
number one key to a very successful relationship mm-hmm. and any relationship it could be co-workers it could be friendship it could be family relationship yeah. anything especially with your significant other you have to be honest have you ever worked you with a couple to. have you ever had oh, yeah. a couple come to you oh yeah a whole bunch yeah even in my personal private life i have friends that come and they ask me for advice and and i sit down with them and i tell them like hey listen this is what it is you really have to open up and you have to do this you have to be honest because mm-hmm. you know knowledge is power and the more you know about the person that you're sharing your life with the better it is the more successful you're going to be in all aspects of your life because you're going to go to work and provide for that family with this cheerful mindset because nothing is limiting your the ability of being happy mm-hmm. or completely expressing yourself sexually totally and sex drives us a lot what if somebody has a really strict mindset when it comes to monogamy and they just believe that that's the only way to be can you be is it possible to have a kink interest or or live the lifestyle and still be in a monogamous relationship um I guess everybody's different, you know. Uh, you can never, you cannot have just one answer to to all of this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not just one straight answer. So you could just, you could just have, you could have scenes or play with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't so. have to have other play partners. Yeah, exactly. Like, why? Are you going to, if you are just into one person, well, then if that person rocks your boat completely. Awesome. You know what I mean? Like, do (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or if you wanted people to join, like, okay, let's do this. Let's let's have a party, you know? And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So as long as consented, you know, and it's all dogs and, you know, they know what they're getting into. and. And of course, it's safe, you know? Yep, yep. And there should be some level of knowing what you're doing with whatever toys you're using. Of course, right. yes. So you can't just like go to the store and buy a flogger and then just like go to town with it. You should probably get some training. Yes, of course. Because you don't want to hit somebody in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Like you probably shouldn't be flogging someone in the head, right? Oh, no. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like you got to yeah, know what no. you're doing to a certain degree. <laughs> Yeah, that's when we got, again, we got to take advantage of Google. <laughs> yes, Google, everybody. Yeah, yeah, or call <laughs> me. I'll let you know how to do it. Right, I'll there you go. You. There you go. <laughs> so tell us about your documentary. I'm really excited for you that you're doing this world tour and kind of learning about BDSM across the world. Tell us tell us why you're doing this. Oh, I'm doing it because I honestly, I want to see what, uh, I want to explore Uh, beyond uh, New York City and the United States. I want to see how people relate to sexual expression, BDSM, all parts of the world. Is Is there this kind of taboo mindset for them, how they were brought up, the religion how mm-hmm. can it relate yeah so yeah. this is what i'm studying now this is what i'm i'm learning i want to learn because uh we all share we all share one world mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we're all in this one ball called, called earth and we we don't know but we suffer what africa suffers what you know what happens in europe we feel it it affects us as well because we're just connected to one universe and one power so i i wanted to, to i wanted to fully uh explore how people from canada because i went and people from cuba how they how they see sexual sexuality what have you found so far 
Well, in Cuba, I, well, Montreal, forget it. I love it. You know, they're very free. <laughs> That's where you discovered electrical play. <laughs> oh, yes, honey. And rope and a lot. Oh, and rope. Things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And fire play. I did a little video of that. So, um, okay. So in Cuba, I didn't know, but two years ago, the daughter of Fidel Castro, the daughter of Fidel Castro's brother, which is um, Raul Castro, he's the president now, right? Mm-hmm. So the daughter uh she she's a lesbian full-blown lesbian Mm -hmm. right and she came out of the closet and she was like you know what i'm gonna have a sexual liberation um gay and lesbian parade Mm -hmm. and every year august 16th she has that parade wow well that Mm -hmm. must be nice to just be able to throw your own damn parade Right? <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> Let's have a Amanda parade. Let's do it. But culturally speaking, culturally <laughs> speaking, did you find that there was a f- acceptance of it there? Oh, yeah, definitely. People, yeah, they were very open. You know what it is? They, they've been so separated from society, from the Western, you know, society. And uh, they were still stuck and, you know. Yeah. So Super conservative. Not really. Okay. They were really, yeah, they were really outgoing. They're okay. Like, ah, let's do it. And <laughs> and you've been to uh, Dominican Republic too, right? Yes, yes, I have, and it's beautiful there too. We're very sexual beings as well. Very caliente, how uh-huh. they call. <laughs> very caliente, you know. And so, and- how do you how do you test it? Like, meaning, do you just like walk around through the cities um, wearing leather, or like, what do you do? I, I walk around with my crew, with my production team, and, you know, I tell them, let's start recording. You know, let's go eat. Let's go to the restaurant. Let's see how people, you know, are. And you're are, in full garb. You're, like, wearing yes. latex. Yes. Yes, indeed. And so what was the response in general? The little girls and boys, they would think that I was a, um, a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can we take a picture with you? You're like a superhero. Oh boy. I'm, I'm like, yes, yeah, What sure. were their parents saying? Oh, they were just smiling, you know, like, yeah, yeah, okay, oh we'll take a picture, smile, awesome. show awesome. the teeth. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, it was cool. And then, you know, with adults, they will be like, oh, you're beautiful, you know, and yeah. ah, it's fun. So, so like there, there's been nothing negative so far. You haven't had anyone nothing. be like, look at you and be like, ew, or anything no. like that. Thank God, no. That's thank great. God. And I hope that doesn't happen because... Because the, the the reason why I'm doing this is, and if it does happen, is is to make sure that hey, this is normal. This is this is not out of the world. As long as you're not killing anyone, yeah, you so know it's what part I mean? of this the is- education. It's part of the mm-hmm. acceptance. It's part of making it more mainstream. So, mm-hmm. what is the biggest message that you would like to leave with the listeners today about BDSM or about you or about uh, sexual expression? Anything? Well, just be yourself. Be happy, uh, express it, share it, uh, just be truthful, don't hold back because holding back your kink uh, will repress other areas of your life. I mm. do believe this uh, releasing this this uh, this need and this um, this expression, this side of you will open up so many doors to make you happier, a better human being, and explore more, you know? And 
share it with someone share it either with me or your partner or mm. combo for you guys let's play <laughs> i <laughs> love that mistresses out there don't be shy be open this is a sexual revolution this is happening now mm. and come on let's do this and feel free this is freedom of expression i love it i love it i love how you've turned this into a message of this is freedom this is full expression this is going to enhance all areas of your life and don't be afraid yes love that everybody out there listening please visit amanda's website it's amandalafatal.com and then if somebody wants to play with you they can go through your website to uh oh yeah request you mm-hmm. okay. yeah they can go to my website or even my instagram you know they can contact me through uh, the private message stuff that they have now and awesome yeah yeah, yeah. anything are Text you expensive no, like I said, if I was a millionaire, honey, I'll be doing you do this it for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the money with me. It's it's uh, it's more than that. Like I really, it's not really. It's not. It's it's more. It's deeper than that. This 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 amount of of satisfaction that I get from liberating people mm-hmm. from letting them feel free and normal because this is normal. Okay, I love that. this is priceless. Mm-hmm. I love your attitude. I love your mission to spread goodness and positivity about sexual expression. Everybody out there, please reach out to Amanda. Mistress Amanda, thank you for spending time with us on Nothing Off Limits and sharing your message. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And thank you so much for this. You are changing the world as well. And I'm so grateful to have somebody like you just have the balls to do this. Yeah. I love it. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I want to have you back after your documentary comes out next yes. year. And uh, we can talk about all the findings that you discovered throughout the world and how BDSM is different so we can further educate everybody out there listening. And I hopefully by then everybody's already tried it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. All the Thank best. So and I'll talk much. to you soon. Thanks, love. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.